0: Looking for support, advice, and inspiration from moms just like you? Welcome to Mom Talks, where we delve deep into the struggles, messiness, and beauty of real hashtag mom life. Here's your host, fellow mama and health and fitness expert, Sarah Denton. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mom Talks with Sarah Denton. I'm also here with another beautiful mama friend. Her name is Veronica. Veronica, how do you pronounce your last name? I forgot to ask you that.
1: (laughs) That's okay. Seifert.
0: Seifert. German last
1: name. Seifert.
0: Yeah. It's wonderful. I just did not want to say it the wrong way. (laughs) I hate it when people mispronounce mine.
1: Most Yeah, most people mispronounce
0: mine too. Thank you. Yes. Now, Veronica, I met her not too terribly long ago. She is newer to um, this area in Evansville, Indiana. And I met her through Stroller Champions, our walking group. And I just cannot wait for you all to hear her story and just some of the things that she's been through. This woman is just based on how the majority of us grew up like our childhoods and just other things. I mean, truly intriguing and she is fascinating to listen to and I cannot wait (laughs) for her to speak. So Miss Veronica, thank you for coming on to Mom Talks.
1: Oh gosh, Sarah, thank you. I I didn't realize you would hype it up so much, so I'll try to live up to the compliments. Thank you. And she's
0: humble too, everyone. Oh my
1: gosh. (laughs) Well, I'm a mom, aren't I?
0: Yes, you are a mom. So let's start there. Um, you're a mom and tell us a little bit about that.
1: I have a almost two year old. His name is Sebastian Amato Seifert. So he's he looks like a little model. <laughs> <laughs> he's got beautiful brown eyes. Everyone always uh-huh. says he's got great hair. Everyone always says so we're very, very lucky. Yes
0: yes well that's wonderful and he's absolutely adorable and he runs around everywhere and what i noticed in um you know in our walks is veronica she will like she and sebastian they'll kind of just walk <laughs> off and go on their own and then we'll catch up to them and they've kind of stopped and they're looking at at nature like either rocks or trees or just other things that they can find. And then after getting to know Veronica a little bit better, and she explained her childhood, it all made sense. And I think that's important <laughs> for everybody to know. So could you elaborate a little bit on that?
1: Where I come from, I yes. grew up in a very small rural town that's unincorporated. <laughs> if you ever drive through towns, ours has a sign and it says it's, it's not incorporated, which to me just speaks how tiny that town is. Right. And we grew up on 40 acres that my parents bought wow. and then proceeded to log themselves to build a log cabin out in the woods.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, without
1: without plumbing, without electricity. Yep. I even remember that this is pretty good too. I just realized the circle I've created in my current life, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. I remember the camper that we lived in while they were building Mm-hmm. you know, from the ground up, the log cabin, and just kind of adding rooms to it. Like first they built the living room, then they had like a little kitchen area, and then, you know, they added on to that and on to that and on to that. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, I grew up in a camper. I, I was such a little baby, and I remember that. And then I remember like we had dirt floors that they put tar paper over. And wow. my mom, she did everything. They were very pioneer-esque. I That's- think it was a time period where... You know, well, as I've told this story to others, as I went through college, there was a time period where I guess some would be considered hippies uh-huh. <laughs> and and they went out into the woods to kind of get away from it all and just live off the land. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they literally did that. My mom, they had a vegetable garden. She'd can for the winter. We'd melt snow for our bath water in the winter. Oh we'd, my gosh. Um, milk the goats we had chickens so yeah I, I some of the yeah. memories I have are like chickens running around with their heads cut off oh no they actually
0: they actually do that Sarah yes yeah my mom is <laughs> <told> um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: no and uh I I loved chicken as a meal I loved eating chicken but mm-hmm. I remember saying oh you know poor chickens running around and wow yeah that. So interesting thinking back to that, so we were very self sustaining family. My father worked, but my mom did stay at home and and she ran the place very much.
0: Somebody had to she had to do that,
1: and she had a little more work than chasing a little toddler around so i I sometimes compare myself to that, and I think how how did she do that? I mean, they were still trying to build onto the place they were you know maintaining a garden and canning the food and cooking and doing a lot of it just. Laundry for example like how did she do all that without I just putting it in a machine and pressing a button I'm telling <laughs> you
0: it's fascinating I know that's how people have lived and I know that's how you grew up but yes it is hard for me to wrap my head around it
1: <laughs> Yeah yeah and like we were talking earlier um I did go to public school okay. we did have a public school that um several towns contributed to one you know classroom size mm-hmm. So it wasn't a lot of kids, but I remember not understanding what they were talking about because they were talking about TV shows that they were watching as kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just didn't have a grasp of like, well, where, why do they know these characters? And where where do they even, yeah, where do they even access this? Like, what, what kind of book is this? You know? (laughs) So they were talking about the Ninja Turtles. Yes, And, uh. It was just, yeah, it was just weird. So I just remember being in my head a lot, Mm -hmm. imaginative, having a, having
0: a big imagination. I think you would have to, I mean, you absolutely would. (laughs) it's, It's just funny now how everyone, you know, is promoting because everything is so high tech now they are promoting exactly how you grew up, you know, more of that. Yeah. And you had that. It's pretty, it's pretty fantastic actually.
1: Yeah. Telling people just get outside. I mean, th- that's why we, we love nature. We ended up loving mm-hmm. it. So I, I don't, I don't regret growing up that way at all. And sometimes right. I think about maybe going in that direction ourselves. We, my husband and I have toyed with the idea of buying some land and building from scratch,
0: right. but
1: I think I'll wait till my kid's older yeah. and he can help out. Yeah.
0: More. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that would be great. That we'll would be see. great. for we'll Sebastian. <laughs>
1: That would be And I think we'll have running water and electricity because, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. yeah, a hot bath is really
0: something. Yes, especially after a long day of building and working. (laughs) Goodness. So then, you know, you talk about your parents. Um, How was your relationship with them? I mean, your mom was at home. Your dad was working a lot. And, you know, did you feel like it was just kind of an ordinary household or was there anything different about it? Were they just as... I mean, I know you used the word like pioneer and hippie esque. Was that kind of the vibe, or was it different?
1: You know, I have to be honest. Growing up, I didn't know. I I wonder if most kids feel that way about their parents. Like you don't think anything's no, different you about know. your family until you start hanging out with other kids mm-hmm. and and they look at you funny. So and then you're like, oh, maybe that's not how it is. In <laughs> I had a great relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, seeing a lot of her. But, my dad was more difficult; he was gone a lot for work. he had a very tough job too, and it was stressful and he'd come home and he'd want space and then we would scatter to the wind or mm-hmm. we'd be fighting so that was that was difficult and I think that kind of isolated me a little sure. bit it It didn't help anyway yeah. <laughs> we didn't really have friends over and um yeah, it didn't help my social skills on the outside. So, well, that's
0: kind of another question I had for you. I mean, you were so much fun to talk to, and you are. Oh gosh, thanks. You know, when you grow up so different and so diverse from you know everyone else around you, how how does that affect you? Boy, I am Sorry, that was a loaded <laughs> I one. If I'm
1: still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me just figure out how to find that. I don't know. Well, one one more thing that we'll add to this conversation is uh, my mom is part Anishinaabe. Anishinaabe is a word that we use to describe Ojibwe or Chippewa, what you would call Chippewa. So that's, that's a long story on how to describe how all those names came about, but we would call ourselves Anishinaabe. Okay. And so we have an affiliation with the Fond du Lac band of Minnesota Chippewa. So we actually have this, you know, close connection to a federally recognized. Wow. Yet, I don't know, if, I don't know if many people understand this, um, even if you know your identity. And a lot of people have lost any connection if they are Native American, because that, that process of assimilation that happened, you know, through most of this country's history was, was unfortunately
0: effective to mm-hmm. a point. Enjoying the show? Become a patron and receive access to exclusive content and additional episodes. Visit Mom Talk's patron page today and help make motherhood matter.
1: And so my parents, um, my mom's mother, my grandmother, she went to, I would equate it to a boarding school. And then both of my grandmother's parents went to boarding schools. Okay. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, it's not easy for a lot of people to understand their heritage. Right. So some of that gets yes. lost. So then some of us, if we even know our heritage, doesn't necessarily mean that we have a lot of connection to it because while well, my grandmother went through a system that told her not to be mm-hmm. that, don't, don't even associate mm-hmm. with that. I bring this up because um part of that identity was something I grew into as I was younger. I actually got to meet with family that were close to their culture and their traditions and history and family that history amazing. and they brought me in and they taught me. It was mm-hmm. wonderful and I felt I feel that as part of my identity now. But boy, <laughs> like like add another <laughs> reason to to kind of set me apart. Um so talking with people, there's not a lot that I share, I would say, in the, in the general mainstream biology class, for right. example. It, it wasn't something that I could instantly connect with other kids about. So, um, I did have the opportunity to talk to a multicultural mm-hmm. class. There was a woman who wanted to invite students who, who had a connection to cultural roots or, or a different ethnic identity. And they, she, she invited these students to come in and talk to her class about, you know, different, different communication styles or different. And identities. how old were you? I, this okay. was in college. So I was, uh, maybe a sophomore okay. in college. So I was in my twenties and I was part of an organization on campus for American Indian students. So I had, I had me and a few friends and, uh, we all had mixed race identities, mm-hmm. some more than others. And we all came in and she asked me a very similar question that you just asked. Okay. This is actually going to get to the point.
0: This is fascinating. Like (laughs) I said,
1: how do you describe, how do you describe being, being from a different background or, or, you know, can you, can you tell people what it's like being you basically (laughs) and, and how you see the world. And I just, I just tried to say like, it's, Everything from my upbringing and what I understand of, of even my cultural roots that it's, it's just, um, I think it's just how it's a filter I look. Through, okay. That I just see the world a certain way. And I'm sure everyone has mm-hmm. their own filters, their own identities. And I connected the most with the students that I worked with in my American Indian groups. And, and I felt like we had more to share about how we saw the world together than and I would say most of the people that I would come into contact with just yeah. in general, it, it just depends on what stories are important to you. And to me, nature is very okay. important. I can see the connection with how, you know, we depend on a lot of. Oh,
0: factors, absolutely.
1: Uh, in the world and the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even things that we don't understand yet, you know, tell your kids to go out in the woods because it's better for their development. Why is that? You know, we don't even scientifically know how to define what would be very good for our brain development just walking through the woods or better for our emotional Mm -hmm. health by just walking through the woods there's there's a lot there that we're connected to that we don't understand so that's just that's just something though that I just always know to be right in my heart and maybe other people know it too I just haven't been able to talk Mm. to them about it yet so um it's just a way it's just a way that I live it's it's just something that I kind of keep inside and wait for the opportunity to hopefully bridge with someone else about.
0: Well, and you know what, that's, it's pretty, uh, I don't even know the right word. Yes. Did that make any sense or did did. that,
1: did that go? No, it's (laughs) it's
0: incredible and very well said, kind of looking through your own filter and you're, I
1: think that's, Yeah. The best way to, yeah, it
0: totally, it totally makes sense. And I'm glad you kind of gave an example, like talking about nature, because the next question I was going to say is, well, so I want to know how, (laughs) what your filter looks like. (laughs) Tell me about your filter. (laughs) Okay. We're going to keep going down this hole.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, again, we, we talk a little bit about how I grew up and, and I think I think it's easy to just kind of say, oh, okay, so she grew up that way. But if we want to talk a little bit more in depth, I I grew up planting seeds with my mom and she'd make Mm -hmm. us pick weeds. I mean, she'd make us chip in. So my hands were dirty. We'd play in the mud. We'd, yeah, actually all the time, (laughs) you know, when, when you want to just like, hey, go play kids. She kicked us out outside, like go play in the woods. And we'd, uh, we'd run through the trees. We'd create stories, you know, we just had Nature was our playground. And, uh,
0: that's so great, Veronica. It's so great. I think, I think it was just in
1: constant contact with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. It's, it's something so I can't even, um, I can't even imagine growing up in a city or, or wondering. Mm I'm trying to picture what other kids might go through if they just run outside and they just see other houses or I don't know what that would be like, I guess.
0: So as you got a little bit older, and, you know, you realized what your heritage was, how did that, like, how did that impact? Because you grew up in, in such a rural little place. Were you able to kind of branch out once you found out about your Indian heritage? Um, Because you, you're now in like Evansville, Indiana, and I know that there was a lot in between then <laughs> and now. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: I can try. I think one of the most important things is that and this yeah, this may or may not get sticky, so I'll do the best I can. But in, in my thoughts, I've I've heard what some people hear about Indians and the money that they get <laughs> from casinos, and it's just not true. By and large, in the United States, a lot of indigenous nations, you know, are doing the best they can, but they're struggling because they still depend on federal support right. in a sense. Um and I can talk I can talk for a long time about the history of how you know, those, those reservations were mm-hmm. set up to fail and, and be divided. So it's not something that I would, Yeah, people like to blame the, the indigenous people, but that's not necessarily right. the case, but we'll spare the history lesson for now. My tribe in the meantime is pretty great. And I actually ended up being able to use their healthcare services. They have, uh, medical and dental mm-hmm. and vision on my reservation. Wow. And and i also at the at the very same time that i realized that i was eligible for those benefits mm-hmm. was picked up by a program at the university of minnesota in duluth minnesota for uh for students like myself who showed promise mm-hmm. um but weren't necessarily completing college and it was recruiting me into medicine if i was interested in a healthcare Wow! so okay i'll I'll make that simpler, basically, I got an internship at the medical school in Duluth to just explore the idea if I ever wanted to do a health career and i I had my health care with my reservation so
0: what a great opportunity of
1: gratitude, Oh my gosh, I was overwhelmed with gratitude, and I don't know about you, but when I was in my eighteen early twenties. I was pretty directionless and I, I didn't really appreciate yeah. what healthcare was. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> but I didn't I either. It. Yeah. So, so the dentist, I mean, that was a big mm-hmm. deal. That was a very big deal. Um, yeah. So that was huge. And immediately I had these feelings of gratitude, but also indebtedness. Like, I don't know if, if people feel that way in their communities or they feel a part of a community that they want to give back right away. Um, to me, it was, it was definitely something that I wasn't going to just take and run. I, I immediately wanted to get started on this path and see what I could do to give back in any way. Okay. Also, it came with a little bit of imposter syndrome. <laughs> uh, you've heard this term, I yes. assume. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how widespread it is. It's very widespread in the scientific community, <laughs> especially for women and especially for, Women who might identify as um, having different cultural practices, mm-hmm. I'll say. Uh, but I just felt weird going, you know, um, going to a tribal community that I, I didn't get to be a part of when I was a child. And, you know, I wanted to be careful how I proceeded. So they didn't think I was just coming for the, for the freebies <laughs> and leaving. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's what's hard, you know, the complex. Yes, thing. And whenever you grow up and, you know, you're a little bit more isolated. Then it is easy. I could see how it would become very easy to almost feel that way, kind of out of place. And in a different <laughs> yeah, environment. probably about anything, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. You know, and that, I think that's important. That's important for other moms to hear too. Like even if oh you lived gosh. in the middle of a city, but you were homeschooled or you, you know, for whatever reason, you, were a little bit you live more in the middle of
1: a city and you are, were- yeah. Raising your yes. kids. I mean, I'm so glad you bring this up. I, I just want to talk about being a mom. Yeah. That's isolating. And I don't know why
0: <laughs> it, is it is isolating. Yeah. And and yeah. that's actually, I mean, the reason I wanted to start mom talks and we've, we've discussed this a little bit is because yes. it's so isolating to be a mom and it shouldn't be,
1: <laughs> it shouldn't be.
0: We just all need to join forces and love each other and support each other and accept that we have, you know, different, everybody's a little bit different and everybody raises their kids in a different way. And we're just doing the best that we can with what we have and the cards we've been dealt. And, you know, I'm just so thankful. You can. Yeah. I'm so thankful. Oh, sorry. I was going (laughs) to (laughs) say, let's do this dance. (laughs) You go ahead. I
1: just. I just. I just want to say you can say that over and over again, and I love hearing it. So yes,
0: Oh, no, I'm just so thankful that you, moving to this area, uh, found Stroller Champions, and that we were able to meet and (laughs) connect. Because, again, your story—I know I keep using the word fascinating. So sorry if anybody's getting tired of hearing it, but it just intrigues me, (laughs) and I I can't—I not get enough of Veronica. Thank you for listening to Mom Talks. Your support is invaluable, so please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. For even more extras and bonus content, be sure to visit Mom Talks' patron page.